Hello and welcome back to Floorcast. Today's episode is something I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time. It's about art camp. Now, the place where I went to art camp didn't technically call themselves an art camp. They just called themselves a summer, uh, I mean an art camp, an art school. Which I guess is understandable because instead of being open just for summer, they were actually open the entire year. Like they had separate classes for adults sometimes. But we're going to talk about their art camp. So their art camp was pretty fun. I had been there almost the entire summer. I had started in July-ish. So yeah. I don't remember how many weeks I've been there because all I can remember is which friends I've met during those weeks. But all I know is is that I was there till July, till the end of summer, or at least summer break before I had to go to middle school. So yeah. So, this art camp was very strange in particular because you actually had to pay for each individual week. So it wasn't like you pay for one month and you get to go there for one month. No, it was different than that. You paid for one week and you got to go for one week. No more and no less. And it was also kind of weird because they actually divided sections. So it was like two different camps, a morning camp and an afternoon camp. And there was actually a possibility of buying buying tickets to both morning and afternoon camps and they would even have a lunch time for kids who actually did that exact same thing now of course i did that so that was kind of fun so yeah and just to be clear i'm actually making up names for these people because i don't have much contact with any of the people in these videos in the first place so i'm gonna make up fake names so just keep that in mind And, yeah. So, let's begin with our art camp story. Let's start with week one. So, week one was pretty confusing for me. Because, just, look. It was my first week. Of course I wasn't used to everything about the, the, the art school or art camp. So, yeah. So, I had paid for full day. So, I was going to be there in morning and afternoon. So, I walk into the fir- into the building in the first day, and everything does not look like I expected it to. You see, the day before I arrived at this camp, we had went to the camp just to see what it looked like. We couldn't really go inside because they weren't open on the weekends, but we looked at the outside, and it kind of looked like there was just one individual garage they all taught in. But no, there was three rooms. There was Studio 1, Studio 2, and Studio 3. Studio 1 is where most of the 8th to 12th kids stayed. Like, there were ages 8 through 12. And in Studio 3 was where... Um, hold on, I think it's like 5 to... Eight or seven ish, where all those kids would stay, and it's sometimes Studio Two would be occupied by the older kids, but most of the time it wasn't, or it was occupied by another camp. And Studio Two is where we mostly eat lunch, so just keep that in mind. So on the first day, I walk into my um, studio, which is Studio One, of course. It's very big, it has sinks, it has all these art supplies around, and there's a couple of kids already there. 
Now, of course, I don't know any of them, and I was really hoping I'd see one from my school, but of course that hope was immediately destroyed once I stepped in and saw absolutely no one I recognized. But I decided that I needed to make new friends. I chatted up a little chit-chat with this girl we'll call Sunny. She was really bright, and she kept talking about how she was going to go to Colorado. Which interested me because I had been to Colorado before. However, I never really got to make a full conversation with her. So, day one was basically just me being anxious, having absolutely no social skills whatsoever. Now, on day two was where things actually started to kind of match up for me. Sunny introduced me to a friend she had met at her art camp named Kim. Kim was a girl, by the way. Don't forget that. And we had basically created this friend group. And we all sat in the corner. And we'd follow the little art tutorials there. And we'd chit-chat. And basically, it was just a fun time. So, they stayed there in the afternoon as well. So, we had lunch together as well. But in the afternoon, I they had paper mache sculpting and pottery classes. And one of Sunny's friends, which we'll call Mary, came along. Mary was a sweet, nice girl. And, of course, we created our friend group. Sadly, Mary only came in the afternoon. So, she never came in around morning of any sorts. So, yeah. So, basically, for that week, it was just friends. But I think the most memorable day for me was Friday. So, hopefully you know what an OC is, but if you don't, then I'm going to quickly explain it to you. An OC is what we like to call an original character. It's basically when you make a character you made up on your own. You didn't get any reference a bit or take heavily references. And you basically claim it as your OC and you can make a backstory to it. Basically, a lot of OCs are used for like books, fan fiction, games... Any type of media that a person is making, if they make a, a character, that's basically their OC. And I had made an OC named Matthew. And of course, he was a typical Gary Stew, which is a perfect character with a really sad backstory. And I asked my friends for a backstory. And Sonny came up with the most... Uh, I don't even know. The most bizarre backstory I've ever heard. And this is what I can go off from memory. So, I introduced the idea of giving my character a backstory. I kind of introduced a bit of a backstory I created for him, and I let her know that I wanted her ideas. She thought for a little bit, and then she finally came up with the idea that I memorized. So, Matthew had parents, and they both went on a cruise ship that some of the family invited. However, Matthew wasn't old enough to go on the cruise ship, so he was left with a caretaker. And the ship crashed, killing everybody on board except for Matthew's dad. And Matthew came back all bloody and bruised. After Matthew's dad's recovery, Matthew's dad got remarried to a woman, and then they both got in a car crash, leaving Matthew as an unwanted orphan. And here was a little detail I added in. Matthew had a necklace that can control him at any time. And basically, that was the reason he was an unwanted orphan, other than being too old at the time to be adopted. Yeah, that was a truckload. I can't even believe I almost accepted this idea. 
But I ended up lying a bit, but told her I would accept it, or just I didn't accept it. But yeah, either way, I did tell her at the end of the day, like almost the last time I met her, or at least at the end of that Friday, that I would take in her OC story, and she was so happy. So we came up with that absolute bizarre idea. We shared it with Kim. We had a couple of laughs, and yeah. And then this girl, we'll call, this boy, we'll call Grayson. He was basically a kid. You would think he'd be the sporty type, but he actually really wasn't. He was loud, obnoxious, but he also was very kind and sweet. So he became a likable slash unlikable person to some people. Personally, to me, he was both. He kept saying during out that day that girls crave drama. And I swear, the second he said that, every girl in the room gasped. And if you can imagine what tons of kids gasping and staring at you with wide eyes, looking like you have eight heads looks like, I think we can understand Grayson's point of view. But instead of being embarrassed or absolutely nervous or sad or scared, Grayson was just smiling there with the most evil smile I have ever seen. And of course, every single girl in the room started blabbering and yelling and squeaking and screeching. And of course, the two assistants who were working and teaching us our art projects at the time told us to calm down and yeah. In the afternoon, nothing big really happened. All we did was complete most of our projects. I made a little paper mache ladybug. I made a penguin sculpture. And my pottery was an alien girl based off of, I think, an anime of some sorts. I just can't remember. But either way, yeah. So Mary actually had her mother working at the camp. So she was able to stay a little longer. And of course, it was a thing called aftercare. It was for kids who couldn't get picked up on the spot. So I was in aftercare. And she, Mary was like kind of in aftercare. But her mother was usually trying to clean up. So we exchanged phone numbers. So I had contact with her for a little while. So that was the end of week one. Yeah, I know it was kind of short, but let's get on to week two now, shall we? Now, I kind of hate to being the bearer of bad news if you liked Kim, Sonny, or Grayson, or even Mary. Well, actually not Mary, because she did actually come. But the second week I had went to camp, everybody was new to me. Yeah, Mary had told me she was going to come to camp, but she was only coming in the afternoon, and I was still full day. So I was kind of distraught because I really expected I would see one of them at camp. So I kind of got kind of sad. But I did meet a girl while I was in the waiting room since I arrived pretty early. And we'll call her... Um, Heather. So, Heather had blonde hair and glasses, and she didn't really stand out, but I think her personality is what stood out the most. And the reason I really want to emphasize on her detail was because she's prob she went to my middle school when it was time to go to middle school. She literally went to my middle school. We played volleyball and badminton together. So, it wasn't like one of those friendships where you make it and then you never see that person again. But I'm talking like we still kept contact even after art camp, which is kind of cool if you ask me. So, 
We both found out we were staying full day, so we decided to sit next to each other, and we discovered we had a lot in common. So, our first class of that day was a Pokemon class. We were painting Pokemon. And, of course, there was a a lot of kids who basically acted like they knew everything about Pokemon. So, this is where we introduce another girl. We'll call her Ava. Ava had uh, orange hair. And, as I said, if I emphasize on the characters so much, it's because they probably appear more than one week. So, we didn't really get to meet Ava at first, but we started to grow a friendship, and we just started to sit together. So, me, Heather, and Ava were sitting together, and me, even Mary came along in the afternoon, and we all got along. So, it was like we made our new friend group. We were all having so much fun. But there's one thing I want to kind of talk about. So... In the afternoon class, it was basically where we would get a piece of food, we'd draw it, and then we would get to eat the actual thing at the end. Which was kind of cool, if you ask me. Free food, and mostly sweets? Of course I would take it. Now, the teacher who taught that class had a little special warm-up up her sleeves. She had taught an anime class before, so a lot of the kids in that camp had recognized her. But of course I did. So she had a little warm-up. Each kid at a table, which was Mary, me, Heather, Ava, and another girl we'll call Susie, all drew, or anybody at the table would draw a piece of their own original artwork. It could be anything they want, but they only had two minutes to do so. Then they pass it around, and a person would be able to edit it as much as they wanted. Of course, I think you can see where this is going. My art kind of got a bit decimated. I mean, I had drawn a character I made called the Cutter of Arms, and people thought, like, when Heather thought it was Hermione. Well... Ava thought it was Zuko. And they basically kept fighting over which one it would be. So it inevitably became a mixture of Hermione and Zuko. Which I think if you can imagine isn't a very good mix if you ask me. But it was a fun warm up because every time there would always be something really chaotic we'd make up. Really, really chaotic. I'm telling you. Absolute chaos. And... It's sad to say that we really didn't have a lot of stuff going on. I mean, we just ate snacks and had fun and yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what to talk about else. So let's go on to um, the next week. So you may be wondering, hey, Paloma, where did week three go? Well, just to make a little clarification here. Week three, I never actually got to go because they actually managed to sell out before my parents could get tickets to the camp. So basically that week, I just stayed home and just just, just relaxed. So we're going to call this week week four because that's technically its term, even though I never went the other week. So call it week three or week four as much as you want, but I'm going to call it week four. So this week, they only, I actually had a friend who actually stayed, but it was only Heather. 
Heather stayed by my side. We basically stayed in the same corner we were sitting in at some point, but it immediately got filled up, so we decided to go into another corner of the room. Kind of dark there, but it was also pretty silent there, so we didn't have to deal with much of the noise. And at the time, I was starting to become a bit of an object show fan, and somebody in that class knew what BFDI was. And if you don't know how much of an achievement that was to me at the time, since absolutely nobody in my life had known what an object show even was, I think I basically had a nosebleed right then and there because I was just so excited that I finally found somebody who knew what BFDI was. That was just a bit of a rant, though, because I had wrote exactly in my diary this line right here. And finally, somebody in my class knows what BFDI is. Like, you can tell how excited I was just because how much I loved object shows at the time. So, that that week was actually pretty good, though. Because we had friends, everything was fun, I made new ones. And I had Heather by my side. So, yeah. Yeah, that week was kind of short, but that's only because not a lot happened. Maybe if I can recall some stuff, there is some funny stuff happening. For example, there was a pair of triplets, I believe, that basically you could obviously tell their parents just dropped them off just so they could um be babysat because every single time they tried to make a piece of art, they'd always make it absolutely look terrifying, like an abomination on paper. And I swear, every single time they made up something absolutely disgusting and horrid. And I'm just... Ugh. I mean, I could obviously tell how hard it was to take care of a child with that attitude, but taking care of three children with the exact same attitude, blasting memes of the past over and over and over again, calling each other bakas and stuff, does not sit well with me. I swear, they were annoying, but they were also funny, and I don't really know what we would do without them. They were just in the afternoon class, so we did get a little break in the morning, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's week four for you. I promise week five will probably be a lot better, though. So yeah. Alright, now week five was a bit different. So they did sell out on one of the camps. And it was the morning camp. But my parents had actually figured out you could sign up for just the afternoon camp. And of course, I wanted to go to camp so bad. Because even though I was kind of pissed off to find out I actually had to spend the entire summer there, I was now excited each day to go to my art camp and actually be around friends that I had made and create pieces of art. So I only got to go in the afternoon. So... Could you imagine my surprise when I decided I walked into the lunchroom since I kind of arrived early? I see that everything's not really out of place. I see kids watching um, The Lion King on one of the televisions in Studio 2, which is surprising if you ask me. But And to my surprise, would you ever think I got to see the best thing of my life? Would you believe me if I told you I saw Sunny, Kim, and Ava? Sitting at the same table, watching the movie. I don't think you would. 
And I can't believe my... I couldn't believe my eyes when I actually saw this. Most of my friend group was back. Which was surprising. My jaw was dropped. My eyes were widened. I couldn't believe it. I had only taken a couple of steps in. And I forgot to add, Sunny has a little sister. And she used to play around with me a lot. We'll call her Luna. Because, you know, Sunny and Luna. And Luna means moon in Spanish. Eh, who cares? So... Luna used to play around with me a lot, and she was kind of really sad to see me go, which was kind of sad for me, too, because we had shared a little bit of a bond together, and it was fun to hang around with her, and I liked to see her happy and stuff. I had taken only a couple of steps in. Luna turns around, and she opens her eyes so wide. And I sit there. I'm standing there. And I wave a little bit. And then Luna squeals and then runs towards me as fast as she can and hugs me. Of course, nobody noticed because they were too occupied with their lunch or their phones or just the movie in general. And then I get the attention of Ava. And she is as surprised as Luna is. Paloma? I could hear Ava say. Of course, it was a happy reunion. We all bounced around. It was fun. We sat together. We were happy that we were reunited. I got to just introduce Ava to Sunny and Kim. And we basically had a really, really fun time. It was ceramics, I believe. The class was ceramics. So we made a couple of cut cups, plates, Even a tablet holder. And a little taco truck dude. And I believe that was the best week of camp. Do you want to know why? Because almost all of my friends were there. It was just a party. It was like finally finding some of your old friends again and actually finding out that all of your old friend groups and new friend groups mix together so well to the point where you can combine them into a new friend group and be ultimately happy. That was exactly me. Like, we had a bunch of fun. A lot of fun. Just making ceramics and hanging out with each other. Now, here's a part I might want to emphasize on. So, I was a big fan of BFDI, but also Inanimate Insanity. And of course, I wanted to show my love for it, because the week before week 5, Heather had actually gotten one of her pictures of an anime girl up on the wall, which was a big achievement. So as you can see, in Studio 2, there was a giant wall filled with anime posters and anime drawings. And I I never knew how to get my pictures up there. I wanted to get my picture up there so bad. And when I found out Heather got hers, I immediately asked her, how did you get your picture up there? And she just told me calmly, well, I just asked the teacher. So I quickly drew my picture of an anime insanity, asked the teacher, got a piece of tape, and taped my picture of an anime insanity onto the wall. And I never felt so happy after that moment. Of course, now nobody knew at the time what an anime insanity was. So I was kind of like 
the outcast a bit because everybody was looking at me strange whenever I'd bring it up. Like, hey, have you ever watched an anime Insanity? And, oh, you've watched an object show? You should really watch an anime Insanity. Like, just bragging about it constantly. But all my friends were really happy to see that I got my picture up. However, I believe week six is also cool, too, for one reason. So, let's get on to week six. So, let's move on to week six. So, week six had Ava in it, but also a new friend, and we'll call her Maddie. But, yeah, Maddie. So, this was at a time where I was actually able to start using my phone a lot more during camp because my just I realized that the rules weren't as strict it's just that you can't use your phone during class but you can actually use it during lunch so I was watching an anime insanity and Ava decided to join along with me so basically me and Ava were basically now an anime insanity fanatics now because of course and we actually got Madeline to join along Now, we actually kind of made a couple of fan comics, and we called them Light Post. And I think the recording series of events was that that Light Post had met up with an OC of Maddie's named Flower Post. And they both were basically stealing stuff and absolutely causing havoc until another cop came around, and he decided to chase them. Or try to get them arrested. He got them arrested once, but they stole a fish and decided to escape the country. And the cop actually followed them. Kind of a weird series of events, isn't it? Now, of course, like I said, not a lot of people in the camp knew what an object show was. Let alone even inanimate insanity. Whenever I talk about it, they look at me like I had eight heads. They wouldn't look at me like I was a human being. They look at me like I was a, like a, a weeb. Like a 30-year-old man talking about how the age of consent should be lowered. But, finally, with Ava to talk to, which I had completely morphed, or actually morphed her into a inanimate sanity fan, I actually had somebody to talk to about everything that was happening in the show. And I was watching season two with her at the time, so keep that in mind. So... Basically, at some points, there would be kind of cringe. Basically, there's a character in the Enamored Sandy show. His name is Toilet. He's an assistant of one of the hosts. And he fucking... He just... Look. Toilet has a loud voice. And I'm considering loud. If you really want to look him up... Or exactly what he sounds like. Just go to YouTube, Safari, Google, or, or whatever type of platform you use. And look up Toilet Inanimate Insanity voice clips. Or just Toilet from Inanimate Insanity. You should find a video. And hearing him, just, uh, I don't even know anymore. He sounds so loud, but not even calm at all. And he became one of Ava's favorite characters because he was funny, he was loud, and he was, he was funny. And, yeah. Now, the really sad part is, is that the host basically drives Toilet away almost every episode. 
and Tully got fired. Spoilers, by the way. But we never saw much of Toilet because he got just... He got fucking... He fuck He... He got fucking backstabbed. Like, every single episode, the host would go, Oh, can you give me some wires? And Toilet would fall for it every single fucking time. No matter what. Look, basically, me and Ava didn't like the host, kind of, because he basically was mean to everybody, and he was also mean to Toilet. But also, here's another cringe fact. Ava kept doing impressions of toilet in front of everybody and nobody in our class knew what even a single bit of an object show let alone inanimate insanity or bfdi was and so basically we looked like lunatics over here which is basically one day ava literally went missed the phone in the middle of class and everybody looked at us so weirdly like we had six eyes. Uh, like, if you had, if you never knew what, what how was half of the room staring at you with a burning passion no, looks like, then I would consider you lucky. But I could feel my heart pounding in my chest. And there were some kids saying Mystic Phone. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make sure that nobody knew. Because it was it had of insanity. Although I wanted everybody to watch it. It was kind of a little guilty pleasure I had. Because object shows usually aren't as good. They aren't really good most of the time. It depends on voice acting quality animation, or even it's just the storyline in general. And most object shows nowadays literally feel like rip-offs of each other. That's why I personally like object shows that take turns making storylines or are just object shows about storylines. So yeah, but anyway, we'd scream Mr. Phone every now and then in class, absolutely disturb the public, and yeah. Anyway... Let's get on to the next week. Alright, I hate to be the bearer of really bad news, but week 7 was the final week of camp. And only lasted two days because, well, most of the schools in the area just, yeah. Basically, the... Week 7 only lasts for two days, so we can't even consider it a week, but I guess we'll still consider it week 7. So in week 7, there was married, just Mary, but nobody else. Like, both Ava and Heather, both are staying from home. In fact, Ava had already started school, so yeah. So, to your surprise, I only went in the morning because the afternoon was sold out. Or maybe it was just because my parents were busy and they couldn't really pick me up, like, at 4 or 5. So they just decided to sign me up for only morning. So every morning I'd wake up and at least try to remind myself it'd be a new experience. So we had the same teacher from week 2 that taught that little cooking class or drawing food class, and she did the exact same warm-up. Now, I think this is one of my favorite parts of the week. She let us do that warm-up thing, and at my table, there was a girl we'll call Bo, 
Another girl will call maybe Maya. And a kid named Brandon. And Brandon, he was a kid of culture. But he was also pretty sporty. And you know how most sporty kids are. They never really like to do good sportsmanship most of the time. They're kind of bratty-ish. And they don't really have much manners. And they can be annoying at times. So... I decided to draw one of the characters from Inanimate Insanity as a human. Yeah, you've heard that cursed name again. And if you did actually take the time out of your day to pause this episode and go look at Toilet's voice clips, I think you could already tell we're not going to let go of Inanimate Insanity. Now this time we're actually going to focus on a different character. This character is named Mephone. And I really liked him at the time. I went like crush crush like him. Ooh la la. Yeah, basically, I had a crush on him at the time. That's something I really can't admit at the now. But yeah, I mean, I had a crush on him when I was like eight. But I'm talking about the fact that I kind of still did. But either way, I decided to draw me phone as a human. But I didn't want to tell anybody. Because I just wanted to see what they do in my art. So everybody was like doing stuff. And I made a little thingy. A little message. And it went exactly like this. Ignore the lawsuits. Because if you know Mephone, you know he doesn't like any lawsuits. What they did to my fucking masterpiece was undescribable. What those motherfuckers did was... ah. Look, basically, they had humor and I knew it was coming to me when I knew they were drawing eyes popping out. They legitimately made Mephone cut off his own leg, his eye fall out, and get stabbed. They ruined my boy. They, 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 they fucking ruined him. Now, I wasn't really offended at the time, and I'm still not offended as much now, but I still kind of am because it was my art piece, and I really didn't want anybody, but I think the best part of this was Brandon. Brandon's part. He did most of the gory kind of stuff, but he changed Ignore the Lawsuits to Eat the Lawsuits. Oh, do I love this Brandon character, don't you? And he also uh, did a couple of backstories for some of his art. For example, we were doing a little raining cats and dogs picture. Where it was a cat and a dog under an umbrella watching out for the rain. And basically, Brandon had made up this own little fictional universe filled with lore of his. Where basically the cat and a dog were space travelers. And the cat went to a party dimension that no human could go to. And basically, he kept singing under his breath. Party day, party night. Party day, party night. Referencing the fact that the party dimension does not stop partying no matter how late or early it is in the morning. Or at night. And basically, no human can go there because any human would go insane and die if they actually went there. Like, they'd be fine for the first couple of days, but the party never stops. And I'm talking, like, never stops. Like, they expect you to be awake at all times. So it's only for animals and aliens and other human beings who aren't human or don't have as much of a small brain as a human does. So everybody stopped getting annoyed and 
He ended the train with party dead. So basically, it party day, party night, party day, party night, party day, party dead. And yeah. So sadly, that's where it kind of ends, though. Yeah, that's where week seven ends. Because remember, it was only two days. So I didn't get to really see or actually hear from much of the people there. And yeah. Well, I guess this is the ending to the video. Yeah, it was a pretty long one, but it was a pretty enjoyable one, isn't it? Sadly, I never really actually kind of went back to that camp. So after that experience, I think it was a YOLO experience. I never experienced it again. So yeah, that's where the episode ends. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow. If you don't, that's perfectly fine. You have your own rights. And make sure to keep watching Floorcast. I might upload later this week, but who knows? Anyway, just, um, yeah, goodbye.